Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, drawing inspiration from the pandemic with comic storyteller Lisa Lent. Plus, Biz shares a recipe for happiness. Woo! Hey, World's Okayest Mom checking in here. I just used two Go-Gurt tubes and squeezed them into a reusable pouch because I can't trust my toddler with the open tube. So that happened. And uh, we're all doing okay here. It's fine. It's fine. I uh, hope you're doing all right. Love the show. Thanks, Biz and Teresa. Bye. Ah, uh, good old okay. Code for okay. Okay is never going to mean the same thing to me in the future. It doesn't mean the same thing to me now. It's it's such a like, okay, no one has called my mother on me yet, <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, I, I'm eating. There's food in the house. Maybe not the best food choices, but I'm okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. And I think that you're doing a really good job. And all squeezable foods, I think, are just a general hazard on many levels, especially in a car, really anywhere. That stuff's going to come shooting out, shooting out like a wound up tight ketchup package in the high school cafeteria back in Central High days. So good job. Just avoiding that problem. You are doing a really good job. Speaking of good jobs, it is time to thank people. And I would actually like to start today thanking volunteers. Oh, volunteers. You have been doing such hard work since the beginning of this pandemic. Not only do I want to say thank you to people who have been volunteering at food banks and at shelters, making sure that people have food, all the volunteers who have worked at closed schools, still distributing lunch and other meals sometimes that so many kids and families rely on. And I want to say thank you to the volunteers who work the crisis center hotline and the suicide hotline and my favorite poison control hotline. God, we love you here, poison control. And now, especially to all of those who were already working, like already doing their work in the healthcare industry, who are then taking their time when they're not working to volunteer, to give vaccines. I just, this is an impossible task almost, trying to get all of these vaccines out and into people. And uh, we can't do it without people who are volunteering. And so I just want to say, I really see you. 
people who are dedicating their free time in the service of others. You guys are so amazing. As always, thank you to everyone who works in the healthcare industry and to all people who work to help keep the places that we interact in clean, in our apartments, in our hospitals, in our doctor's offices, uh, at the schools, in office buildings. Thank you, teachers. 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 So many schools are talking about coming back after spring break. And I just have to say, I can only imagine being caught as a teacher between really wanting to be back in a classroom and the anxiety and stress of your safety. So I, I see you, I or the safety of those around you. I see you and I know that you are really trying to balance it all and that none of it is an easy choice. You're all doing remarkable and I appreciate it. You know what I also appreciate is recently Ellis has given me a recipe for happiness. Ellis uh, moped around this house for about two weeks saying that he was sad. I'm sad. I'm just sad. Maybe I'm a sad kid. Maybe I'll be sad forever. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, because I don't, that, this is an insolvable thing for me to help you with. And finally, he said, maybe, maybe I need a kitty cat nose and whiskers to feel happy. And I said, well, let's give it a try. So I pulled out, uh, you know, makeup that I don't use anymore, and I gave him a little nose, and I gave him some little whiskers, and he said, it does work. It does make me happy. So for days now, we've had kitty whiskers and kitty cat nose on Ellis's face, and it's so great because his best friend in school, who's like a Zoom name, says his name, and then it's followed by is sad. <laughs> It has said that for like weeks. And Ellis said finally, hey, maybe you should try adding a kitty cat nose to your face. And so I text the mom and I'm like, hey, just FYI, if, you know, your kid comes up to you asking for a kitty cat face nose, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And then she sends back a picture saying, it does work. And there's that kid with a kitty face and a smile. It was so sweet. So everybody remember, recipe for happiness, kitty cat nose and whiskers, which I cannot find a way to tie into what we're going to be talking about today, except using art and creativity to help us uh, when it comes to expressing our feelings, which I think is what we're going to be talking about today with comic storyteller Lisa Lim. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are welcoming Lisa Lim, who is a comic storyteller born and raised in Queens, New York. Her work has been featured in Guernica, Pank, The Rumpus, Pen America, Scary Mother, and one of our favorites, Mother Magazine. Her short illustrated story, The Hunger, was featured in an anthology edited by Joyce Carol Oates, Cutting Edge, News Stories of Mystery and Crime by Women Writers. You can find out more about her storytelling at lisalimcomics.com. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me. 
Well, I am so glad you could join us. And before we get into all the questions I have for you <laughs> and your work, uh, I want to ask you who lives in your house and where Hi. are they hiding right now? They have been, they have been told to not make any noise. I yeah. put them in a crate. No, I was kidding. Good. First of all, I live, I live with my my domestic partner. Who I you know I joke around. I call him my husband, not by marriage. But it's like he's my he's my partner in life, right? Right. He yeah. gets offended. He's like, please don't. He's like, please just call me your husband. I'm like, you're my. It's like even more special. I feel like. Yeah. I came up with a whole moniker for him, and then. <laughs> And um, and I also live with my six year old um, Miles, who's um, downstairs glued to the television, probably watching like some kind of Minecraft or Pokemon. He's obs- obsessed, obsessed. We're actually living not at my place. We're li- like I hail from Queens. We were from Forest Hills, Queens. But um, you know, during the pandemic, our um, in laws had a really you know they have a really nice place at the Cape, and they weren't using it, so they're like, why don't you just squat there? Yes. I was like. Go. squat away and so we've been yeah. here for many months and they're like so when are you leaving I'm like, like never <laughs> no, but I don't know how to drive so it's like it's a it's it's like half and half it's beautiful but it's like I feel like I'm you know I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere so it's 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 got its pros and cons <laughs> all right pandemic brought a lot of changes but I think it has brought, in a weird way, inspiration to your work. And your your work, you are a comic storyteller. I'm a comic storyteller. Uh, that's the yes, way I comic- spin it. <laughs> I love that spin. I think that's a great, a great description. So you tell stories through your comics. And a lot of them have recently have centered around motherhood as well as an Asian American experience. And I feel like with the pandemic, there have been two pieces uh, that came out last year that I thought were so insightful as well as, ah, I can never think of the right word, like touching is not right, mm-hmm. like important, like <laughs> poke you with a stick. I don't know, but I, we'll, we'll get into it. But like yeah. one is being an Asian mom amid the coronavirus, yeah. as well as good riddance, 2020 oh motherhood edition yeah two different types of pieces <laughs> very but, different very different but very relevant so i kind of want to start off with those pieces let's yeah let's start with the being an asian mom in the coronavirus well it's interesting so like you know i remember when the pandemic first started and there was this huge backlash but you know people were still not really being overtly racist right i mean it's so crazy because I started writing. <laughs> it was They're just so like, racist. Oh, just racist, You're but so not racist. overtly That's not racist. Overtly, right? You're not wearing the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, I even saw on um, some some t-shirt company making like t-shirts for Asians that said saying like, "I'm not that Asian. I'm the other." Holy you, sh- Like, of course, I was, of course. Well, there is a t-shirt. <laughs> that didn't make. I was like, oh my god. Or like, even yeah. I feel like I don't want to. One of the you know designer companies had like it's called it that sh- this is that shit crazy and then like I don't you know how the connections yeah. anyway so it's, oh, oh, oh my god yeah. yes well I mean, there you go people had fun with their wow. racism yeah so with it, their racism it's so I, I remember I was in um you know I was getting my hair done right and uh, the person next to me had overheard her saying like oh my god you know it's so fucking disgusting like. Chinese people, they eat like bats, rats, and this is why it's like, we have the coronavirus. And I was like, she didn't see me because my hair was kind of like covering yeah. my face. 
But then that kind of like enraged me so much. But yes. I didn't have, I mean, at the time I, I couldn't like, you know, tell her to F off. But what I yeah. did was, you know, I think for me, like during the pandemic, I feel like the way that I work out all my feelings about anything, whether it's the racism I'm feeling, whether it's like, you know, working from home, whether it's like just surviving, you know, as a person, or a parent, a mother, um, I work that out in my comics. So I started writing this comic about, you know, being an Asian mom during amid the coronavirus. And it started out with that story, you know, what I heard of the hairdresser. And what I think about, when I think about like what I wrote and I think about what's happening now, yeah, it's, it it, ast- it astounds me. It, it's like we went from people calling each other names, spitting at each other, you know, refusing to give Costco samples to I Asian people. I know that one. I was like, they ain't nothing nastier than a Costco <laughs> sample. And like, okay. you're not, I mean, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy because I read, you know, you read these news, like I follow this, I, I follow probably too many like blogs that I shouldn't be following because it just, it just makes me so sad. Like things are happening, like, especially to the elderly right now. I know. And you just, you feel a sense of helplessness. And, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm not an activist in any way, but to me, like, like I tell, like for me, my small part is just like telling, retelling their stories through comics. And that helps me kind of, you know come to terms with it and also work out my own feelings about it. So that's, yeah, that's how that comic originated. But, um, but also like, did it help? It did because, you know, (laughs) it's so weird because, you know, we, what we, what happened was my partner and I decided to like, kind of like, you know, um, move from Queens to, um, to the Cape house just to like squat for a little bit, for a little bit. Now we're like here forever. But, but when I first got here and I was like, I told him, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like, usually I like going for my runs and I felt scared. I was like, should I go out for my runs? Should I not go out for my runs? And then I ended up just running around the house like 20 <laughs> times like an idiot. Like, it's like, like, let me just, you know, I need to get, I need to get Slowly, this. slowly make the circle bigger. <laughs> yeah. Try it. Expand my comfort level. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and the funny thing is like, I would tell, I think a lot of people in the beginning didn't really believe it. You know, my, my friends, even yeah. my, a lot of my friends, my coworkers are like, yeah, you're, it's all in your head. It's not in my head. You're not seeing it because you're not getting the stares and the, yeah. the weird comments that I'm getting and the, the, the weird microaggressions that turn to be like, that has evolved into, you know, be so much more. So, you know, it, it was, yeah, it's, um, it definitely helped me, you know, kind of like work out my feelings and, um, yeah. Other pieces that you have created focus on like your experience as a mom. Yeah. And when the pandemic started, I only wish that crisis could unite us yeah. as opposed to crisis you know, when, when, we're, when people are afraid, that is when sometimes the worst can happen. The, the worst instincts, the worst responses when people are afraid and want to keep, you know, what's theirs safe, right? Yeah. But as, as parents, I think there have been no easy decisions, no easy choices. And obviously, we're all worried about you know, not only our own children, but our parents and, Mm -hmm. you know, our extended family. But then on top of that, like that's, that's, that's where mine ends. 
Yeah. Right? Because that's my experience and how I walk through the world. But then, you know, for so many, there's the added level of stress and anxiety and concern surrounding brought on by racism, brought yeah. on by, you know, people's fear, fed by misinformation, fed by, right? Like it's yeah. not just, I got to imagine, it's not just you worried about running around the block. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I'll just give you an example. Like, so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to delve too much into it, but my mom just, you know, my, my set mom who raised me since I was four, like she, she went back into the hospital. She's been bit back and forth in the hospital forever. Right. And she went, you know, from Queens to NYU uh, hospital in Manhattan. And so my biggest fear Yes, I was scared for her life because I was so, you know, but I, but I was more scared for my father traveling on the train to get to her and traveling back. That made me so angry. You know what I mean? And yeah. And then like I remember like even before like from the in the beginning of the pandemic, I was I would and I wrote this in the initial comic like yeah. a year ago. I said to my parents, both of them, I said, "Oh my god, please, please, you know, mask up, wear anything that like doesn't show your face so that people can't even tell your Asian so I don't want anything happening to you because there's such a backlash against Asians and I just want you guys safe you know and it's like that should not be a conversation that I'm having no to a parent no it's a really powerful comic that one in particular the one where it's got your father yeah there's a drawing of your father completely masked in the hood and the I thought that piece was really strong and I it's why I think your work surrounding motherhood also come through mm-hmm. very well. Your 2020 kiss off. Oh my 2020, gosh. That one. 2020. I, I mean, everyone had the worst 2020, right? Uh, and I worst. think like, I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I, like yeah. there's so many, I'm so privileged in so many ways. The fact that I was even able to, you know, locate at my in-laws. So I, yeah. it's not like I have anything to complain about. But I'm still going to complain. So yeah, because like, it's still fucking hard. Like, yeah. it was hard. It was hard. When there's a kid in your house, it's hard. Okay? Yeah. One kid, eight kids, hard. Varying degrees. Everybody yeah. gets what they get. <laughs> but then you add on, like, all of your safety nets are gone. Like, all of your resources are gone yeah. when it comes to getting a break. Yeah. And please share with us. Uh, like what's a break like of- yeah it's, it's like <laughs> first of all I was you know so Miles he's six years old he was you know five last year but he was so um an integral part of my um work life that they called him oh, yeah. like the intern right they like yeah. when they you know when they think like wh- whenever I like um join a zoom meeting and I'm like uh trying to run a workshop he's right back he's right behind yeah. me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Mommy, can you, like, I remember how many times, I can count how many times, like, he'll be in the, like, the bathroom is right, oh like, next to my, he'll be like, Mommy, can you wipe my butt, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Every meeting. Important yeah, and meeting. you're like, how'd that, how'd that make you feel? Did you feel like a person? Because, <laughs> like. I'm like, hold on. Well, I. Yeah. <laughs> Go wipe my kid's butt. Yes. Pardon me, guys. Just hold that thought. Somebody could just. And I'll try to remember what I was saying so that I can come back and feel like a person who contributes to the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. It was, with you. It was um, hard. But I have to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm again, like, I think that 
I'm privileged enough to have like a therapist who I see every week yes. who keeps me, Good. who checks, who checks me, me every step of the way, who, you know, just is my, my life preserver. Like she's just, ama- she's been, you know, our, our family's rock, you know, without her, I would say like, I was like, you're kind of part of my relationship now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just, you're just part you know of my family. Much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but that's just it is you also like did recently you're one of your most recent pieces that was in Mother Magazine was the debate about oh. remote learning versus in-person learning, which you are uh, duh, not the only person going through this conversation. So many people are either a lot of single parents are having to try and make this decision totally on their own. A lot of people in partnered relationships are you know, may not agree on yeah. on what to do. And and like even like even in our house, like Stefan, my partner and I, we're always just like, yeah, go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Done. We're we're fine. Can we go now? How about now? But <laughs> we don't work in offices right now. We have no relatives here. Right? Like we yeah. have there are so many things on our checklist of us not putting others at risk. We also don't go anywhere. Like, you know, I mean, like, so that decision, even though making that decision, we know there's still a risk that our kids will get sick or that we will get sick. And even that, like, even being able to say, yeah, you're going back. Yeah. Still, still discussions or still discussions we haven't had that we probably should have, right? And, but you guys, different situation according to your comic a lot of (laughs) different feelings oh my god so many feelings I can't even tell you we spent basically so many like multiple sessions crying talking about this most mostly me crying but I just felt this overwhelming sense of guilt you know that you know by choosing remote learning I was cutting him out from that social socialization that was so necessary to his growth as a child and like you know I read all these articles that said that Uh, schools don't you know don't promote the the virus so there's nothing to worry about there's just a stigma but then you know and and I felt so guilty And, and, and every time I would hear more friends saying that they're choosing hybrid or choosing yes I would get even yeah. more you know because because you hear yeah. that you always compare yourself to other yes. parents yeah of course that is all we do besides yeah. eat and breathe is judge <laughs> and judge ourselves so yeah that's normal so I felt so <laughs> guilty and like he didn't like like listen this is a gorgeous place to be right but I didn't know anybody here I don't know anybody I'm used to having a huge network like yeah. you know, I hail from Queens. I my whole network is in Queens, right? Or or somewhere in New York, right? Yeah. And so, what I had to do, I mean, ultimately, you know, I think we made a good decision for our own family. But I mean, I could have, I was fighting to go the other way. But yeah. ultimately, I'm okay about it because at the end of the day, it happened that his school, in particular, only his school, kept on shutting down every two yeah. weeks because they kept finding um, new kids who were infected, and and so what happened was the the disruption in the schedule was yeah. so crazy. And by the way, he has the most amazing set of teachers like at his school. They run their classroom like 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 a talk show. Like kind of like you. Like, it's, yeah. it's it, it has me like sometimes I listen in and I, it has me in tears because 
They're so funny. They're so loving. They are so, every kid is engaged. Like, oh, that's amazing, it's amazing. especially for first I'm grade, engaged. man. Yeah, yeah, I'm engaged. I'm like, oh my God, sign me up for math. Sign me up for, <laughs> for storytelling. <laughs> she's, I mean, this teacher's on point, and she has yeah. two other kids that she's taken care of. So I, I'm, I really lucked out. Like for friends, though, what I did, because I was a desperate attempt to make friends, like every time we would go to the park, I'm like, I feel like I'm one of those, like, um, <laughs> Like a hustler, like, hey, my kid's your age, your kid's my age. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna you wanna have them play distantly? <laughs> no, yeah. That's that's also a universal parent thing that I don't think gets enough shout outs because yeah, like it's yeah. I used to compare it to going to a dog park, but like <laughs> but it's with your kids, like especially yeah. like littles, because it's like you know, you start to kind of see the same kids at the park each time, and then you ah. and I, I never knew anybody's name, but I knew all the kids' names, yeah. just like I would have known all the dogs' names. <laughs> you know? So you're just like, ah. but but yeah, I think you touch on something really good there, which is just that like the best any of us could do is do what is right for our particular family. Yeah, which is not a statement on other people's no. choices exactly it, but that's it's still hard it's, it's still, still hard i mean i still so i still get jealous when i hear about his interestingly enough his best friend who he met in queens i i, I call it like it was my pickup line in the park yeah i was like oh do you want to go pet rabbits at the pet yeah. store <laughs> and that became his best friend for life oh, they're still best it. friends they call each other almost every other night and they love like, it I, I tried to like you know host a book club where they take turns reading to each other. They didn't that didn't last long, but still, no. the, the attempt was there. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that one. That's a good one. It's like in college, it used to be the big pickup line in college was, "You want to go back to my dorm and listen to some CDs?" <laughs> I have the new Neil Young CD. Do you want to listen I to know. that? I'm old. All right. You were doing this before pandemic. You've been doing this for a while. And while I appreciate that you've allowed some of your work to focus on what so many people are going through right now, what what do, were you enjoying? What was motivating you before the pandemic? Is it the same now? Like, has this changed sort of? where your work focuses on yeah I mean I can just give you like so I started I started comics like uh, I would say back in 2005 I remember um you know I just started I'm, I work in advertising right and I uh, had just started this job and I had this wonderful creative director who was really great at about you know encouraging me to like find my side hustles like you know find what makes you spark like outside of this arena of work. Yeah. So like I was, you know, I took improv classes, I took African dance classes, I took like um, painting, and then I took, like I stumbled upon comics, right? And it was like the most amazing experience for me because, you know, keep in mind, I had spent my whole entire life before that just writing, writing, writing. I was in, yeah. you know, English literature class, you know. So anyway, so I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I get to merge writing and these and drawing pictures. And, and so I really got into that because... I love anytime I write, I always write about my stories about my family. I come from a very blended family and, and very interesting. Like my, you know, my father and mother divorced when I was four. My father remarried my, uh, he remarried, well, 
I wouldn't, he didn't marry her, but he was with her since, um, you know, I was four. My stepmother, who's Puerto Rican. Common law. Right, common law. Is that still a thing? I'm from the South. That's still a thing, right? After six years. It is a thing. It's a thing. And after six years or seven, depending. I think it's seven. You are legally, yeah. So, anyway. (laughs) Seven years. So, (laughs) anyway, so my my mom, like, she married um, someone who's Egyptian. My sisters have, so I have, like, a lot of, like, I have, like, you know, um, Puerto Rican in my family. I have, um, you know, Egyptian, I have like my cousins are Czech, everyone's like super blended. So I always write about my family and growing up. And I grew up with my grandmother who is great, like amazing. Like she's one of, I, one of, I call her the nag finger because her finger was like this crazy hooked finger and she'd like <laughs> nag me to death with it. And I write a lot about her and my, I write a lot about my stepmom, my Puerto Rican stepmom who like raised me since I was four because they, to me, like they're such great storytellers and they're so inspirational to me. And like, you know, just being t- tough women in their own right. Mm-hmm. And they hated yeah. each other. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, my kitchen. Uh, it's bok choy. No, it's, it's, it's beans. That's tonight. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let me wrap up on this question. Have, have you found that in doing comics, first of all, actually, I want to go back and just give you a good job shout out for all the different classes and like sort of enrichment things you were doing. Because again, I just don't think we, so many of us don't allow ourselves that for a variety of reasons, right? Whether, whether it's, you know, financial restrictions or time or what I think it comes down to a lot is just feeling like you have permission to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I I myself hadn't done anything that exciting in a long time. And then my husband got me pottery lessons before the pandemic. And suddenly I was like, like it unlocked so much for me that I had like shut down. That's awesome. Kids got in the house. And I just so like, I love hearing that like you did the improv and you did that. I'm so glad you didn't go into improv. Lord help you. <laughs> the, um, I was anyway. terrible at it. Ah. <laughs> So every time I was on stage, I wanted to throw up a little in my mouth. I think I did. (laughs) It's a real skill. (laughs) I can't. Uh, And then I love the African dance, but I I love that then you found something that then inspired you on to doing something that you love. And I, so good job. Thank you. So have you found during this time of, of honing your comics skills or just through the process that it's changed how you walk through the world. Like, like the best example I could think of is like, you know, I don't think you started off like necessarily wanting to be like a, you know, Snoopy Peanuts type. I mean, you know, there's definitely a sort of a narrative to your style. Yeah. But like the person that you were and the way you kind of, walk through life or or what you felt comfortable expressing has that changed as you've become more comfortable with the medium you know what it's I don't know if this is answering your question but I know that when I first started (laughs) when I first started I, I I took the classes at SVA and I remember I took I had two wonderful teachers Matt Madden and Tom Hart and they made me kind of like um start in a template where it was the nine panel thing and I started working in that and I was like 
I don't know. I feel restricted. I feel like I need to get out. Like I'm like, and then so yeah, I can share with you some of the pieces, but it's like, you could see, like, I'm trying to get out of those, those, like the box. Right. And then, and then as, and then I, I I spent a lot of time, you know, very much detail creating the work, like, especially with like, you know, my Egyptian fortune cookie, which is about my sister and me Madre, which is about my mom, my stepmom, I call my mom, but like, when I had, once I had miles, I had no time. So it evolved into like really primal drawings, like almost like primitive caveman drawings of like (laughs) what my feelings were. Cause I don't have the time to be inking and like, you know, like cross hatching. Like I I don't have that time that I used to. And now it's, and now I just kind of, you know, like even before the pandemic, when I was, when I was on the trains, my, during my commutes, I would be that person um, with my moleskin drawing out, um, you know, my comics, like with shaky hand. And that would be the comic because I didn't have time. And so I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, (laughs) it answered it in a really cool way. I love the wording of the lack of time leading to these more like primitive sort of like, ah, like, I don't know how to, no one can see me, but I am doing the motion of like my children when they try to color something. Yeah. I don't have children who like to color. There's ah, like this script. There's this motion to yeah. it, right? Like the lines are, you know, not always clean. There yeah. is a motion, and I actually think that that really works well to express, especially the stuff with the pandemic and motherhood, yeah. especially motherhood. Yeah, because that's such a I, I look forward to seeing how you merge the storytelling and your drawings as you progress along in your life, because that's, you can see how it's already changed sort of once it's, sort yeah. of, you know, uh, morphed or evolved. So I think, is there anything you're looking forward to working on next? You know, I, evolution? I don't know. Like I, um, I haven't thought about it, but I always, I always like, I'm starting to, you know, trying to draw inspiration, but I haven't, you know, I don't have anything in my head right now, but well, one thing, I mean, this is like embarrassing. Okay, come on, I'm obsessed say it. with Korean drama, like, you know, like on Netflix, like yeah. I'm yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with the, they're <laughs> so good. And it's like this, they're so cheesy, but so good. I don't know if you're, have you been, have you indulged in it yet or not? I, no, I rarely watch anything. Really? I play, I play video games, which is, makes me feel worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you, do, what kind of video games do you play? I'm so oh, curious. I steal my children's Switch and I play like all the Switch games. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. You're I know. Cool I, it's a problem. Oh, I'm so cool. I'm the coolest on the playground. I'm like, who wants to talk about Legend of Zelda? Okay, this is how you defeat that monster, right? Everybody's like, you're a mom talking about video games. <laughs> what? What? Anyway. That is the coolest uh, thing ever. Will, now I will look into that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, I think I'm going to kind of draw out some characters that I'm falling in love with and um, just kind of re because I don't know, it's so crazy because they spent a whole season, like about 12, 20 episodes, nobody kisses. But the sexual tension is like oh, so yeah. there. And it's like nobody <laughs> nobody even touches each other. It's just like, it's like you can feel, yeah. you can feel yeah. that sexual tension. And it's, it's, it's kind of hysterical to me. Oh my God, I love it. I might so, have to try that. This, that might be this my new weekend. obsession and what I comment. I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you for joining us. This was and so much fun. Thank you for, you know, 
putting this out in the world. I know that isn't always easy. And so, you know, for many reasons. And so I, I just want to say thank you oh, thank for you sharing so these things with all of us. We'll make sure that everybody finds a way to find you at lisalimcomics.com as well as on your Instagram and Mother Magazine. Oh, and Mother Magazine always. We always link to Mother Magazine. With Meg Lemke. Uh, She's like the best editor ever. I love her. I know. She's like, so I call great. her the patron saints of um, femme artists. She's just the best. She is. It really is true. That is the play. If you are looking, people <laughs> who are listening, for, you know, artist with a very specific voice, a very feminist, a very honest voice, that is a good place to go to start. So thank you so much. And I, you know... You're doing a good job trying to navigate a nightmare. Thank so, you so much. I yeah. really enjoyed this, and I loved meeting um, all you know, both of you. Oh well, we like to see people too. Yay! <laughs> all right, we will talk soon. Okay, have cool. a good one. All right, thank you. Have a great okay. night. Bye. Thanks. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. And it's also really fun. So (laughs) you, you go and you take a quiz online to tell them about your hair and what your hair goals are, like volumize, oil control, scalp. College degree. Nourishment. Yeah. (laughs) And you can also choose your shampoo and conditioner to be a certain color. You can choose a fragrance and how much or how little fragrance or no fragrance if you prefer. I got so into this that I decided to get some for my mom just as like a treat. My mom got vaccinated. She's going to be coming for a visit soon. And as a treat for her visit, I got her some Function of Beauty shampoo and conditioner. And it just came in the mail yesterday and it said Function of Beth. And I just stop it. I love it. It's cute. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash badmother to let them know we sent you and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa Thorne. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right. This is a low bar genius, but I'm going to celebrate it. I took Oscar, my seven-year-old, for a walk yesterday, and... It just went really well. (laughs) The first thing that happened was he wanted to bring a giant cardboard tube Mm -hmm. 
on the walk, like giant, like taller than him. And I said, okay, I'm not going to want to carry it, but if you want to bring it, you can. Mm -hmm. And he did. And he was really happy with it the whole time. The other thing that happened was we found some sour grass. Ah. And he has apparently eaten sour grass before with Jesse. Mm-hmm. But I did not grow up eating sour grass. We had like the honeysuckles, but yeah. we didn't have sour grass. So I'm not familiar with that. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. Like, eat it, eat it with daddy then. Because I, I don't yeah. feel like I just want you like picking plants and eating the plants that, that yeah. I don't, you know. And he was kind of pushing back on it because he was like, I really like it. It's really fun. Please. I know it's fine. And I was like, oh, I can just like look it up on my little like nature app, take a picture, make sure it's the thing he thinks it is, make sure it's edible. And it was, it was, it was. And so he got to eat it and he was Mm. delighted. Nice. That was great. Then when he was pretty much ready to turn back and I was like, this has not been long enough at all. Not for me, not for our dog. Yeah. I just offered that we could rest the cardboard tube on a wall (laughs) and that we could race to the next point, which was like the farther point in the walk, which was the point that I had in mind that we would get to. And that was that was easy peasy for him. He was like, great, let's have a race. So we raced there and then we raced back to the tube and we just had a great time. It was a really nice time. Teresa, you deserve a nice time. I am glad you got a nice time. That does feel like a genius. And I think, I don't think that's a low bar. I think that bar is right at chin level. Is it inching up? I I think it's inching up. up That's like, okay, maybe not chin, but like shin, that rhymes with chin, or just to the knee. I think this is very good. Yeah. And good job just recognizing that you were having yeah. a good time in the moment. Thank you. I yeah. will I will accept yeah. all of these congratulations. Yeah. Way not to be a sour grass. <laughs> so <laughs> I am I have agreed to do another sleepover with <laughs> Ellis. Uh, it's been a couple of months and I, all I'm going to say at this point is that the genius part of it is, one, why can't we stay up and watch a movie before going to bed? Because that's how old Ellis is. He's old enough to do that. Yeah. So we are. And I asked, in air quotes, that the sleepover take place in my bed, which is a big bed. It's a queen-size bed. Yeah. It's... Not me trying to sleep in a twin with Ellis, who likes to try and be inside me. Like, that's how (laughs) close he wants to be. You know what I mean? Like, he just, like, if he could, like, lay on. Like, it's so, it's so loving. And I would like a bigger (laughs) bed. So I made that happen. Great. I am looking a little forward to that. I mean, this this does make sense. And it really is genius. Because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to give this this thing to my child that yeah. I know that they want. But I am going to make it something that I can also enjoy. So, anywho, that's my genius. Don't worry. It's going to come back around on the fail, even though it hasn't happened yet. Well, good job. 
Hi, one bad mother. This is a genius. Happy to report. I had an appointment scheduled for this afternoon for something very trivial, but also very overdue. Thank you to the pandemic. And I happened to be on that side of town this morning doing a different errand. And so while I was there with my eight-month-old, I called the place I had an appointment to see if they could squeeze me in sooner. And they actually said they could. But the genius is that around that time, my eight-month-old was starting to struggle and then squirm and then scream in his car seat because he hates it. And he'll scream bloody murder until I let him out so that he can practice walking. And so while on the phone with this place trying to reschedule my appointment or trying to uh, see if I could stop in sooner for my appointment, I decided, nope, I'm just going to cancel and reschedule because I don't feel like spending this much of the day driving around town with a screaming baby in the car. So I canceled their appointment, rescheduled it for a couple of weeks when I think I can have someone watch the baby, and I'll take care of it then because it's been a little over a year since I should have done this, and <laughs> two more weeks won't make a difference. So that is my genius. Thank you. I love the show. always keeps me sane and knowing that I'm doing a good job, and so are you. Thank you. Bye. I love this genius. I love the twist. Yeah. I know. At first, I thought the genius was yeah. I was out and I got, I thought I about of calling. It in advance. Yeah. yeah. And I could yeah. get in early. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly you said you had a kid in the car with you. And I yeah. thought, what? Oh, that's, doesn't matter if that's early or late. That's a lot. And then you get, and as a person with a screamer, a mm-hmm. baby screamer, some people are baby whisperers. Uh, baby screamer, which does oh. sound like I'm saying I scream. You at scream the baby, at babies. but I don't. No, I don't. You I don't. just they just scream around me. Yeah, <laughs> that having to just whatever it is in us that makes us on things that we really don't have to do feel like we're supposed to just march right through that with all the things going crazy. I wish we didn't, and you yeah. didn't. You just said no, no. This is yeah. not. Not this worth is it. not like a major. This is a yeah. little appointment. I can reschedule it. Yeah. I don't have to go in with a screaming baby. No. You are so very smart. Yes. Good job. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So for... Oscar's remote learning for first grade. We have, you know, learning kit pickups like once a month and you go to the school and you give back like the just right books that they've had at home and they give you new just right books and they give you like the new math materials and the new copied pages and blah, blah, blah. And I've been really good about it all along the past year. (laughs) But about... (laughs) Two weeks ago, he started going back on campus just very briefly each week. And so that's been like the combination of like doing remote learning at home most of the time, but then doing a little bit on campus has been it's been an adjustment for him and for us and just staying organized and what stuff is where and what do we need and whatever. And so there was a learning kit pickup on a day where he wasn't on campus that day, but he'd been on campus that week. 
and then was going to be on campus the next week. And I like knew that it was happening. And I knew that we probably needed to go get the stuff. Yeah. But I just didn't. Uh Uh-uh. I just didn't do it. Yeah. And the the fail isn't just that I didn't do it. It's that yeah. I didn't make alternate arrangements either. Like I didn't like check with yeah. the TA who's working with him at school and say like, can he get the learning kit when he's on campus? Or like, <laughs> what's he going to need? Or like tell the teacher when I had a meeting with the teacher yeah. uh, during that week to say like, which stuff, like how can I get whatever. I just hoped that it would be fine and somehow I'd do nothing and it would resolve itself. <laughs> and and I and the fail is I'm that's still where I am right yeah. now. Like it's been days. Sure. We, it hasn't come home with him the new kit. No. I don't I don't know when the stuff will be needed, but it surely it will be needed and I I'm not doing anything about it. I'm just yeah. not. I'm so fatigued yeah. at this whole experience. <laughs> That it's like the wall. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. I would like to give you some unsolicited advice. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Don't check your emails. (laughs) That will help continue the like the like place you've put yourself. Because if you check your emails, somebody's going to tell you you need to come pick it up or it's due. And if you ignore it. Then you can continue to go along to thinking everything is fine. Yeah, you just turned your back on it. I yeah. love this. That is a just great wasn't fail. aware. Yeah, just not only did you forget to do it, you just yeah. decided to not not do, do it. it. <laughs> At that, you know what's really funny? I didn't even tell Oscar. I didn't no, even no. mention him. We're not gonna. I just. It's like there just is no learning kit. Out of sight, out of mind. Right? You are. The master of your own universe, Teresa. You get to create it with just your own thoughts. Thank you. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing a. I mean, you're you're doing a good job uh-huh. at changing your reality. Great. You're doing a bad good. job in that that reality affects everything around you. Yeah. <laughs> just like all of us walking through the world. Because there's no reward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. Like, there's no reward for going to school to get more schoolwork to work on at home. Like, yeah, no, there's there's no reward. And I talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show last week. Just that, like, okay, one, there have been no easy or good choices throughout this entire pandemic. Choices just are an impossible thing to make. Yeah. Suddenly, there's all this stuff. Suddenly. Everybody's decided that school actually is important. <laughs> yeah. We should all be in person. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Parents might need their kids at school. Anyway, so now suddenly uh, all these things are starting to open up, whether it be one day a week, or two days a week, just for two hours here, or maybe it's going to be full in-person learning. But we've all spent the last year making this work, Right. And now, like, all, I mean, just in our house alone, like, I'm suddenly finding myself without having thought about it, like, 
I got to go pick up one kid from their like outdoor remote learning thing. But my other kid is still in school and the kid who's still in school is too young to be by themselves. But Stefan is scheduled a three hour meeting where he's presenting. So he's yeah. not going to be able to. And you're like. The logistics don't make any sense. The logistics suddenly are, are off. And, yeah. and the forgetting all the stuff and the stress of suddenly like, well, that's great that my kid was back in school, but they're not offering after school care. It's not yeah. like, it, you know, like, it's just, uh, ah, I can't believe it's I'm going to say this. No, it's, it's not, not fixed. A fix. It's yeah. not a fix. In fact, it's making choices even harder. Hooray. Yeah. I think I'm going to make a choice just like you and just <laughs> pretend none of it's happening. Okay. My fail is just, I don't want to do the sleepover. Okay. Like, I really, I really don't. I am tired. And as the person who spends the, as the parent who spends the bulk of the day, like out with the kid energy, like out in that, watching the remote, learning, running to and fr- just like taking that, I have a story to tell and a this and I'm hungry and a that, like, like, I really like Friday night. Because Friday nights, Cat uh, and Stefan watch a movie. Ellis goes to sleep, and I just have a little night time, right? And I, even though I'm trying to do the movie and it's going to be in my bed and all that stuff, it's still just like extra hours of being touched, yeah. right? And, the, yeah. and like needing to answer things and like engage, and I don't want to engage. Like, yeah. my disengagement's probably a fail, too. God, am I on screens a lot more than I want to be. Right. But, like, it's still, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, and the fail is just, you know, like, uh, yeah. I was tired. I mean, it's going to be fine, everybody. We'll have well, a great time. Isn't there, like, a fail that is, <laughs> like, the, I can see doing it. In spite of, like, I feel like you have gotten to a really good place of boundaries and, yep. like, being aware right. of the time that you need and the space that you need. But, like, at a certain point with the way our lives are right yep. now, you know that doing this one night versus taking that time for yourself is not really going to change things that much. No. So you're just right. doing it just because doing you're it. like, well, if it's, if I don't do it, then I'm still going to feel like I need to do it at some point. Yeah. And I'm not going to be fixed from having right. that Friday night time. <laughs> right. Hi, guys. This is a fail. Tonight I had a Zoom webinar with the kids' school, and I was running late for it, and I wasn't thinking. And I was changing my clothes, and I logged into the Zoom meeting, and then I realized I didn't have a shirt on. So I hit the deck, and I frantically was reaching around for my T-shirt um, to put on so, you know, I didn't appear nude um, in front of the kids' school. Thankfully, the coordinator had turned off everybody's video and all that, so, you know, nobody saw me in, in uh, various stages of undress. But I don't know. I guess I've just forgotten how to be, like, human and interact with other people. Um, so I don't know. If yeah. if you see me around naked, just tell me to put some clothes on or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, you guys are doing a great job. Thanks for the show. 
I think about this all the time. Like, there's so little barrier between our home, like, private home lives and the outside world. And it's so weird because it's so contrary to how it sort of feels. Like, we feel like we're alone so much more. But actually, like, cameras could be on at any time. Any time. There have been so many. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids Zoom cameras, like, you know, we do, Curtis, my four-year-old, we do his speech therapy in his room, mm-hmm. and he's often, like, playing dress-up in there, and he's often just, like, taking his clothes off, and yeah. it's like, he would never have done that in the clinic where he gets speech, Sure, but it, he's in his room, so, yeah. like, it's not connecting that, like, I shouldn't just, like, go potty and then, like, walk in with my pants still down, like, that's... yeah. yeah. It's so, I mean, he's four. It's like not a big deal, but there's like so many things. I mean, you know, we're like working on it. Like his therapist understands we're working on it. But like it's, it's so easy for the, for us not to connect all of that. I also, I love this so much. And I, yeah, you're a failing at definitely being a human. So (laughs) that is a side effect of the pandemic. But I I like this idea of not just reminding you, but let's all just go out and remind each other with grace and with gentleness to put some clothes on that you can, you know, we, we, we can see you below the waist. Yeah. This is what a human is like. Yeah. This is what talking can be like. It might not be what it's supposed to be like, but like, I, I, Mm-hmm. run away like these are like it's all okay yep it's all okay now like it is a year from now when everything is quote unquote normal i feel mm-hmm. like the post-pandemic should be like when we have our body back i know <laughs> right? like, it like it's not gonna be this just like we're you never have kids you're never back. going back we're never going back never going back not gonna have our pre-covid life back all right nope. but like but I, I don't know where I was going with that. So we're, I'm going to shut up. And okay. And say. Close yeah. on. Close cameras on. Cameras off. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a horrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove. Grove Collaborative delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. I have been wanting, I've said this, to switch to more environmentally friendly products. And just like so many other people, I had a really hard time figuring out where to start that didn't lead me down like a really unfortunate rabbit hole. I want my rabbits to be taken care of, friendly like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why Grove Collaborative is so great. I have enjoyed switching every single one of my laundry products, as well as all of the soaps in our house. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. So for a limited time, when One Bad Mother listeners go to grove.co slash badmother, you will get to choose a special free gift with your first order of $30 or more. Use our special code. Go to grove.co 
grove.co slash badmother to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash badmother. Hey folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these bewild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. That's how you get Joel Schumacher putting nipples on Batman. Yeah. I didn't ask, like, and I say no. this as a gay, I say this as a gay man, didn't ask for it. I don't need to see <laughs> Batman's nipples on his suit. Who is this for? Who is this for? <laughs> I did a bunch of research. I wanted to just know about the history of black people in Argentina. So. Not only did they erase black people from their history, they also started to flip and use it as slurs. We're not done. Like, we're not done with the work that needs to be done. And so stay awake. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. It's that time again. Time to settle in with you, Teresa. Settling, settling in, not settling for, but settling in with you to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hello, One Bad Mother. This is a really stupid rant. So some good friends of ours just had their second baby. And it was a terrifying, precipitous labor, and they delivered the baby on the floor of their bathroom. And as terrifying and stressful as I'm sure that is, (laughs) I'm working through some feelings of really ridiculous jealousy because my friend got to have her baby without any medical stuff between her and her baby and the experience. And I've had two C-sections that I wasn't really delighted with. So as horrifying as I'm sure it was to deliver the baby at home with no help, I'm like, wow, it must have been great to be able to have a body that could do that. And it was just this intense moment with you and your family and none of the other crap. So that's pretty dumb of me, I know. Thanks, Win Bad Mother. Bye. First of all, you're doing a really good job. And I really appreciate you calling this in and sharing it. Because it's definitely one of those like feelings that I think in varying degrees and with varying different situations is a real feeling experience. I myself have talked about you know, sort of that weird, I don't want any more children, okay? I'm very happy with what we've done in this house. But there's still part of me that feels like I didn't do those births right. I need to do it one more time to like do it right, like whatever that is. And, And you're not dumb for having these feelings. It just shows you how 
crazy we all are. We're all just like nutballs. Obviously, you're not like, wow, you had that baby at me. Serious, scary, terrifying, risk-high situation, right? We all know that. You know that. And, and we all know that your friend who went through that is probably still processing a lot of things themselves. What would it have been like in the hospital? What would it have been like if it went the way I had planned it, right? Because that's what this all comes down to, isn't it? Yeah. Is it what I thought it would be? I think it's one of those things where, you know, when we're growing up and we're thinking about becoming parents, we receive so many messages about those that birth, what your birth will be in those first moments with your baby. And usually those messages do not involve all of the stuff that many of us actually go through in those times. And even in my experiences, which were hospital, all three were hospital births, there were, it was very medical, you know, even with the ones that were not quote unquote medicated, it was still very much in a hospital and very medical. And I just think there is something about the idea of like a home birth, even if, yeah, you correctly point out your friend is probably <laughs> dealing with some trauma around yeah. that that situation being unplanned. That was not a planned home birth. Right. But the idea of that seems to jive so much more with, I think, the messages I received growing up about, like, your body just does it. And yeah. it's just, you know, like, you we're yeah. made for to do this and your body will know what to do. And, you, you know, you'll be surrounded by family and you'll meet your – like, we just don't – we don't talk about the medical stuff because that's not – I don't know. You're not jealous that your friend had a traumatic birth experience on the floor of her, like, kitchen or bathroom. You're upset because, or you're jealous of of a style of delivery that was something you personally wanted. You did not want, oh, my God, we're going into labor here. You wanted something probably at home with, like, music. A bathtub, candles, right? Like 18 doulas, right? Like whatever it is. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. I am still like, I I wish I was as strong as Teresa to have not had medication, right? And I know she's rolling her eyes at me and I know, right? It's all set up yep. <laughs> for these feelings to come out. Yep. And I think it's really, I think it's really important that we Allow ourselves to have them. Yes. And forgive ourselves. Yes. For having them. And this is not a small thing. Like, the, it's no. okay to be processing yeah. pain and sadness and like grief about this. Like, this is yeah. totally valid. I think we just have to remember to be kind to ourselves and to be kind to our friends, right? Just to remember, remember it's, it's normal. You're okay. Yep. You're not a bad person. You're pretty uh, great, I think. Yeah, actually, as far I think as I can you're tell. pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I really you seem like a also- really caring friend. I know. Honestly. Yeah. And I appreciate the guts it took to call that call in. Not yep. an easy thing to admit. 
Yeah. I think you're fucking amazing. Me too. Yeah. Teresa, I think you're amazing. I was thinking the other day about one of our first conversations before we started the show. I had posted a picture of a quilt that I had made on Facebook. This is so long ago, guys. We both just had one kid. And uh, <laughs> and Teresa was like, well, you know, when I, we're talking about things that people don't talk about as parents or what would be interesting conversations for the show. And you were like, I resented that quilt. Like I thought you were making that quilt at me. Like it was really yeah. hard to not feel like it was like, this has all the time in the world. And I was like, well, what wasn't shown was that quilt took like a year right and it's not yeah. very good and it's like small and it's like you know like there's it's but but i was thinking just the other day as i was finishing doing a small project that has taken over months <laughs> yeah. to do that should have taken an hour and i thought i'm so glad i'm at that place where i no longer feel bad about that yeah. and i'm so glad i'm at a place with like teresa where i i hope she knows that like, that's okay, too, <laughs> that everything still sucks for me, too. Yeah. Right? But, like, yeah. I, I think I just like that place. I like everybody gets to have joy. Yes. And we can we can <laughs> achieve stuff and be proud of our achievements yeah. while we also are very much struggling <laughs> in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So with that said, thank you for being a friend. Dun, 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 dun. And you're doing such a good job. Thanks, Viz. So are you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you next week. Cool. Bye. Bye. Everybody, what did we learn today? Well, I don't know. I think we learned. I am so thankful for creators like Lisa Lim, you know, it is such a lesson that we should have learned over and over and over and over already that when pandemics, disease, any of these things become prevalent in our lives that the first thing people want to do is blame someone else. It's important that we speak up, okay? So... We keep learning that lesson, and I look forward to the day we don't have to learn that fucking lesson ever again because we've all become better. <laughs> Anywho, we also learned that the pandemic continues to make a life challenging and choices hard to make, and that, you know, just because suddenly there are more choices doesn't mean that it's easy to know what to do for your particular family. Like Teresa and I were talking off air about, you know, as the schools start to open back up, all the different schedules that the kids are now on, because it's impossible for, I, I make, I have no expectations of a school trying to figure out how to get my kids at the school at the same time, as well as everybody else who's got multiple kids all at the school at the same time and navigate all the restrictions and like things they need to set up so i have zero expectation of that but it does present a new problem of navigating schedules navigating you know younger children who are remote on one day while an older child is in school and i mean it's a lot and sometimes our schools aren't close and sometimes our kids are in multiple schools 
Hooray! Everybody, you are doing really a remarkable job. You really are. You were doing an amazing job before the pandemic, and now you are going above and beyond. You are doing it. Honk, honk. You are doing it, and I see you. I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.